Hi, this is David Steele of the Orlando Magic and Fox Sports Florida, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! What's good, Magic fans? Welcome to episode 33 of Orlando Magic UK's Penny for Your Thoughts podcast. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my two companions, Mr. Paul Bacon. How are Evening. we, man? All right, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm better now than I was this morning. <laughs> a little tender, uh, I understand. A, yeah, a few too many sherbets yesterday on, a, when I, on an all-day sesh, so um, had too many craft beers. So I'm all right now. See, thank you. They open the pubs and you're back at it like a pig at a tater. Yeah, got to be done though, <laughs> isn't it? Surprise you haven't been down the pub, mate. <laughs> I might have, might have had a visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mate, have you seen the alcohol in Paul's, in Paul's house? He could, own a, he could own a pub. <laughs> and we've not been going without. Trust me, we've not been going without. None of that Carlin stuff or the Bud Light stuff that you'd have, OG. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, Mr. Mikey Clark, how are we, sir? As Cole Anthony would say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm born for this. I'm good, man. Cool. And we are delighted to be joined today by Mr. Chris Page from Plymouth. How are you? How are you, mate? Uh, I can't speak now. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Thank you, boys. Excellent. So before we start, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Chris, and how you got to be a fan of the Magic? Well, I've been a fan since the, the get-go, um, you know, before the first season. Um, I've got family and relatives in the state. So, yeah, I mean, I first started watching in 1988, Jordan with the dunk contest, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I found out, what you know, through family that Orlando were bringing a team into the league, among others. And I'd been there, and that was like as good a reason as any to kind of adopt them. Uh, and that was it. But I mean, it was impossible to follow the first few years. You know, it was teletext and NTSC tapes and stuff like that. So it wasn't really until the Summer Olympics in 92. And I think that kind of, in Europe, it all kicked off then for us. And we'd got Shaq as well. And I think, yeah, it just, it really started from there. So I can, I claim it's 89. But yeah, '92 is really when it became easy to follow over here. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, so we'll get to uh, the guest section like we do every week in, in a little bit. We'll just go through the weekly rounder, and we have quite a few games to get through. Uh, five, in fact, since the last recording. So a couple of week, um, a couple of bits of news uh, since the last podcast. Uh, Devin Kennedy suffered uh, an open right ankle. This dislocation with a severe lateral ankle sprain uh, in a game against the Indiana Pacers. Uh, we signed Mo Wagner for the remainder of the season. Uh, he was drafted fifth over, 20, 25th overall in 2018 uh, and cut recently by the Celtics. Uh, Tumor Okiki sprained his left ankle against the Cavs in the week. And then just today, we signed Ignis Brusdakis on a 10-day contract, releasing Dante Hall. Um, oh. Yeah, it's a shame that, isn't it? I, yeah, I've not seen that. Oh, do you not? No, yeah. no. At least Dante Hall was Hall. pretty good. 
Yeah, no, I was telling Mikey I was practicing this name beforehand, and um, I think I've got it down to a T. <laughs> I mean, what have they done that for? Are they deliberately trying to make me look daft on this? Basically. <laughs> Christ, I struggle with Ola Depot. Oh, I've done it now, Ola Depot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Bruce Dacus will wear the number 17 with the team and join up today, so we may see him feature tomorrow against the Pistons. Um, on to last week's games then. Um, we lost to the Indiana Pacers 131-112. Uh, this is the game where Kennedy got injured early on in the first quarter. Uh, the story of this, really, we were down five at the half, uh, but a 41-23rd quarter to the Pacers uh, basically put the game out of reach. Um, Cousin Dway, um, Bacon, um, for Paul, led the way with 20 points. Uh, second Hello, game was, Dwayne. yeah, <laughs> the loss to the LA Lakers, 114-103. Chumo Kiki led the way with 18 points. Gary Harris, 17. And then Cole Anthony had 15 and 7. Game of runs, Orlando were down 12 after the first led by six at the half, led by one after three, but the Lakers pulled away in the fourth, uh, making a barrage of threes with about five minutes to go. Um, third game of the week, we beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. Uh, the Magic did squander a 23.4th quarter lead before eventually winning the game by five. Uh, teams led by Harris with 19, Anthony 18 and Okiki 18. However, Okiki did suffer his injury in this game. Uh, Side note, that was Mo Wagner's first game in a Magic uniform. Um, fourth game uh, was a loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. This is probably the ugliest game of basketball we've seen in a very oh, long yeah. time. It was so, dire, wasn't it? Yeah. So this was the first of a home and home back-to-back. Uh, as mentioned, no Okiki due to the spring left ankle. Uh, Cole Anthony got 15, Bamba got 15 and 11, and we'll move on from that one. So that brings us to last night's encounter with the Grizzlies. Um, this one was a, a bit more fun, wasn't it? Cole Anthony making a three with 0.1 second left when the Magic were down two after a Dylan Brooks jumper with seven seconds to go. Uh, Anthony had a career night, scoring 26 points, eight rebounds, six assists in 36 minutes. Wagner chipped in with 24 points and Bacon 23 um, I think Hampton also got a career high in 18 points. So it's always nice to have a buzzer beater, isn't it? Uh, thoughts on that game, guys? Mate, honestly, what was your react? What was everybody's reaction? Was it yes as that three went in, or was it what are you doing? Because that was uh, a mixture was, of both. Yes, yes, you've got to, you've got to celebrate that. Yeah, just I agree. Look how happy Cole was, and his teammates. His teammates, they just love this guy. The, the team all seemed to love each other. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? I mean, you can talk about tanking this and that all you want, but it was great. Yeah, yeah. If you'd come back from 20 points down the way we did um, yeah, and to finish like that. Especially it was, it was smashing fantastic. the team that walloped us. I mean, they walloped us the night before, so to come yeah. back yeah. the next night and, and give them back to them and say, you know, off you go. You know, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't just Cole, was it? I mean, RJ Hampton chipped in with a, a big three late on uh, when Memphis probably could have sealed it when they up six and they had a fast break and then we turned the ball over we came down the other side hit a three make it one um, one possession game so um, no a lot of positives from that um, and Wagner chipping in um, so yeah um, so thoughts on this week um, I'll go to Mikey first 
Cole Anthony's play this week and, of course, last night. What are your thoughts, mate? Just just taking his game up another level every week at the moment, isn't he? Um, another big shot down the stretch. Um, I think what there's what they're starting to figure out is how to make these game-to-game adjustments. Like Chris already said, we got smashed on Friday by the biggest deficit this season that we've lost by. Um, and we had 20 turnovers in that game. Last night, we only had 10. They looked after the ball a lot better. Um, their execution down the stretch uh, obviously kept us in the game and gave us a chance down the last few minutes. Um, young players made the big shots towards the end. Like I said, Hampton and Cole and, and Wagner made made a big three. Um, so, so yeah, I love it. I think everyone's going to remember the, the shot, but obviously the post game interview is just absolutely awesome. class. It's just as it's just up there with the Timberwolves win as well. Um, and I loved it when he even said, "Oh, thanks Denver, thanks Denver for uh, giving us Hampton and Gary Harris for uh, AG." And uh, yeah, it was quality. Um, yeah, <laughs> what was it? Le- leaving him on an island with Anderson. He just he, he worried for him. he worried for him after that one. So uh, yeah, no quality again from a, from a Cole. Yeah. Anything else to add to that, boys? Or are you in agreement? Oh, oh Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. cool. I mean, the, the interview was just awesome. Um, you just got to love his enthusiasm. He, he's just a competitor and wants to win. It's, it's brilliant to see. It was one of those games. Yeah. I rang you this morning, Paul, didn't I? As soon as you did. watched yeah, that I, group, I, you were like, I've watched it. I was straight on FaceTime <laughs> to you because I wanted to speak to somebody about it. I'd only just finished typing. No, that's it. I'd only just finished typing, watched and sent it. As my phone rang, FaceTime, what, and then Mike said, "What about a game interview?" I, I've I've literally typed, watched as the, the buzz has gone in. But just turn it up so I can hear the interview again, <laughs> and I'm watching with you. <laughs> I was in stitches. It, it was, was brilliant. brilliant. In fact, as soon as as soon as Heather's my daughter's walked in, like, you've got to see this. You've got to see this. So she's watched the buzzer beater and his interview. Uh, quality, loved it. He's just got yeah. such a good attitude though, hasn't he? Yeah. He's just got that yeah. tenacity, that confidence, that little bit of cockiness about him, which which I think you need at that level. Um, yeah, you need... Yeah. To be a good player, you need that little bit of arrogance, that little bit of confidence. That, Absolutely. You know, if you, you've got to have confidence in your own ability, otherwise you aren't going to be the player that you can be. Yeah. So with Cole Anthony playing so well, and of course we've got Markel coming back next season... Who would you play next year? I've got to ask it. Chris? We, we, Chris uh, yeah. Um, that's a tough question. Um, I, I really like Markel and I feel terrible for him for all the stuff that, you know, for him to come back last season, he had such a good year. I mean, can, can we play him together? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think, well, Cole's going to start the season, surely, because Folks isn't going to be ready, is he, at the beginning of the team? No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're going to ease him in, and they're just going to have to compete for the spot, which, I, I mean, it's going to be good for everybody, in, in a sense. You know, competition's going to bring him up. But Cole, the thing with Cole is, is his attitude is better even than his play, because his attitude's going to rub off on everybody. And yeah. it, it will just raise everybody up. But to have this a positive attitude, say to, I love this team, when this team is losing all the time, is that, He's, he's got an attitude above his age. 
you know what I mean? He's like a grown-up. But, I mean, he, uh, his dad was a player and stuff, and I'm sure that helped. But, yeah, to answer your question, mate, I have no clue. I've, I've literally just had this conversation with Heather um, as we were watching it. And so, you know, you okay, you've got to assume... Who, you've got to... The, the question is, who are we drafting to go with that? If we've got a number one draft pick, are we drafting um, Cade Cunningham? At which point you've got four very good young players to, to play as a backcourt pairing. Um so what do you do? I think that ultimately you're going to be looking at, as Chris has just said, Cole starting the season. Um, when Markel does come back and is available, I think you're looking at hopefully try, them two trying to play together, uh, Cole and Markel. Um, you know, you've got... Cole can definitely play the, the two. Um, he's got the shot to be able to do it. We've seen that on at least two occasions now. So let's hope that it can work. Um, I, I'm very excited with RJ. Uh, his, his explosive pace is something to really light up an arena. Um, when he gets the ball, nobody's keeping pace with him. So we are in a really nice position. We've gone from who the hell do we have in the backcourt to who the hell do we play yeah. to 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 actually get the best out of what we've got. It's it's a much better position than we were in 18 months ago. I know it's a nice problem to have, but any, are any of you concerned we've almost got too much yeah. young young yeah. guard, too many young guards in this roster with possibly one to add to it in the draft as well? Yeah. Chris? Yeah, I think if I had my choice in the draft, I would take Mobley. Um, okay. I, I We've got an abundance of guards. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's no secret that I'm not sold on Mo. And it's nothing about hating. Like, he seems like the nicest bloke on the team. But I think, yeah, if, if, I, I don't know where you're going to put Cade in there. Uh, it's, like, it's a nice problem to have. It's, it's better to have lots of guards and lots of bigs. Remember a few years ago, we just constantly had bigs, like a thousand forwards. Nobody could score. It was slow. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd prefer to have a lot of guards, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure the draft is going to pan out for us. Because it worries me. Was it 2014? Sorry, G, just to cut you off. 2014-15. No, and we had such a young group there, like Tobias and, and Peyton and Oladipo, that they were almost out there trying to get their own, as opposed to players knowing what pecking order they were in, who was the number one option on the team offensively. And yeah. It's, it's a difficult scenario, really, isn't it? But it's a good problem to have. You got your, your pick then. Yeah. So, um, thoughts on the Wagner signing and the releasing of Franks? Paul? Hey, um, mate, I think Robert Franks had contributed. I'll, I'll do him first. Let's. He, he contributed. He played pretty well in the, in the seven games he'd been with us. Um, 6.1 points per game. But, Let's be honest, he wasn't going to be anything more than a rotation player. Um, he, I was sorry to see him go because I, I've liked his play. I liked his play when he was with us in the Summer League a couple of years back. Um, but he isn't going to be a star. He isn't going to be um, a go-to guy. And now, <laughs> Cole, somebody told Mo Wagner comes in and you go, who? Okay, I knew he'd been at Washington. Um, you know, but he's come in 
Um, his first game, okay, he's only a couple of points, but he he, he put himself about in in a very few minutes. Uh, as, as everybody said, we got absolutely battered in in Memphis. Nobody had a particularly brilliant game, uh, and to come out and do what he did last night, um, his season high score of twenty four points um, in his third game, it, it, that was really good to see. He shot he shot the ball well. More for me is he's just got that little bit of an edge. He's that sort of player that gets under your opponent's skin and puts them off their game. Uh, and we haven't had somebody that does that very effectively for a while. Um, he, you look at he, he got under Kyle Anderson's skin in Memphis, and he definitely got under both of them again last night. Uh, uh, Valentunis got on the Valentine's skin as well that is it's, it's equivalent to scoring some points if you can put off a, one of their main players and Valentunis is that look at his rebounding stats for the league in the league this season and number of points he puts in for them as a result of second chance points if you can put somebody off you are really assisting the team and that's what he brought last night more than aside from the scoring he brought that to the team and I'm really pleased to see that we've got that little bit of grit and uh, tenacity coming to the team because we need it mm. we can be and too nice fairness, yeah I mean Wagner's car had a bit of a rough deal actually because he got traded away from the Lakers where he was drafted 28th I think he was um, in the Anthony Davis trade so it was basically a salary dump so they could get Davis in um, and like you said he's bounced around a little bit and again he got cut uh, because they were signing Jabari Parker so in fairness to, to Hammond and Weltman you know it's it's a nice picker yeah, uh, especially if he can stick around a little bit so um, no I'm quite quite pleased with that one it's signed to the end of the season so he's got the opportunity to to show to show value um, look we did it with Michael Carter Williams he came in signed to the end of the season showed his value and he's been Michael Carter Williams has been valuable to us since his arrival you get these opportunities you've got to grab them because that's that's how you stay in in the league yeah so Chris what are your thoughts on the move uh, moves that the team has made throughout the season be it the trades you know signing free agents uh, 10-day contracts what are your thoughts on that mate well at the trade deadline uh, when we moved Vooch obviously I was I, I wasn't very happy with the return. But, see, I don't watch a lot of other teams, so it was names on paper to me. And mm. so you go on, you check their box score, and as you do, and it was nothing special. But I've been really pleased with what we've got in return. Um, Hampton's been fantastic. I mean, he's, a, yeah. he's still a kid, and I know he's going to be up and down, but rookies are always up and down. You look past what he does, uh, you know, you look past his stats, and you just look at what he does in the game. And you can see that there's a future. He's got a future there. He's going to be something. Um, Gary Harris. I don't know about Gary Harris. Uh, yeah. Oh, Porter. I'm not even sure what's going on with Otto Porter. I mean, he's got a foot injury or something. It's the tank, um, Chris. That's why. <laughs> yeah. The tank. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the 10 days, all the little, like, I haven't been watching a lot of the games in the interest of fairness the last 20 games. I've. <laughs> I've been watching those condensed highlights, you know. There's not been very many highlights. We've all been doing that, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been a struggle. I, w- I went back and watched yesterday's full game. It's the first full game I've watched in ages. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
Wagner looked fantastic. And it's the first time I've ever seen him play. Who's this guy? He was gangbusters. He was great. So, I, I don't know. I think it was good for the future. And it's good for whatever you want to take. Yeah. I hate the tight okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, after this week, we sit at 20 wins and 44 losses. And that is good for fourth worst record in the league. Um, mind you, it's very close. The Timberwolves got one loss uh, ahead of us, so they're in third. The Pistons have one more win and one loss uh, again, so they're in second place. And we've got a big game coming up with them uh, tomorrow night in Detroit. Um, and then just over our shoulder, we've got the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Cavs. Uh, who are at 21 and 43. So if we do win a few more games, there's a chance our uh, ping pong balls will be a lot less. Um, so there we go. So with Cole Anthony Buzzabeater yesterday, the second one now this season, um, just want to see what you guys think. What's your favourite Magic Buzzabeater all time? Go to Chris. Okay, does it have to be a shot or can it be a dunk or... Whatever you want, mate. Yeah, right, I'm going to take two, all right? Okay. One's a dunk. It's not the it's not the Dwight Howard man. It's um, 95. We played the Bulls. I think it was before Jordan came back and Shaq wasn't playing and I think Horace wasn't playing. And um, two coaches spun into the lane and I think Nick might have knocked the ball away and Penny stole it and ran the length of the court and, and dunked it. With, like There was less than a second left. It's fantastic. And you can see in the background, if you ever watch it, you see in the background, Brooks Thompson, this is how completely Brooks Thompson was playing. And his arms up and he's just like, he's celebrating like he won the finals. So that was one. And Rashard Lewis in game four. In game four. It was like a fadeaway three. In the well, we were only we were only down by one. And this guy decides to bomb a fadeaway three, falling away. It was an awful shot. And it, it went straight in. Yeah, it was, and so, yeah, I think it was those two. They were fantastic. So it was on the Cavs series. It was the, yeah, get out of there, LeBron, go home. Bro. We don't want you here. <laughs> Come out. After he celebrated with his game two, trash. Get him out of there. Yeah, hey, well yeah. done, mate. You didn't swear there. I am. <laughs> <laughs> There's time yet. Yeah. There's plenty of time. <laughs> How about you, Mikey? Um... I've made a list. I'm going to go with two as well. Uh, one, we're all going to remember this one. DJ's winner against the Raptors in game one. Uh, that was a that was a pretty good one. Uh, for me, Hedo Turkoglu, January 20, 2008, I think it was. Against the, the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Paul Pierce was guarding him and uh, turned back inside, hit a three over him to win the game. And uh, yeah, that was pretty special, that game. Was that the first loss that the Celtics had that, that year? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they yeah. Broke, it was. Broke their yeah, winning yeah. streak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it just that one, mate? Or have you got another one? Yeah, yeah. DJ, DJ. Oh, DJ. Of course. DJ. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mate, you are yeah. really hungover, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, mate. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, Paul. Uh, I'm going to go for two that I was there for. Um, First one, November the 11th on tw- in 2015. Um, Vooch, it's only a, a two-point step-back shot over Roy Hibbert against the Lakers for a uh, 99-101 win in the Amway. 
but it's against the Lakers and I was there for it and I'm open celebrating and it peed off so many Lakers fans that were in the building. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> you know, can't can't pretend any other. So that's that was great because it it's it's the first buzzer beater winner that I'd been in the building for. Um, so that and then I've got to go with the Evan Fournier one against um the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2018, November the 5th. Again, I was in the Amway. Um, that step back to uh, just got one foot on the line. Otherwise, it would have been a beautiful three as well to finish it. Um, but that had been a, a really entertaining game to be at. Um, we'd been sat courtside and, you know, it was multiple lead changes, multiple ties in the game. And for him to finish it off with that shot and then just the celebrations that followed for the team. I, I just love being there for that. So I'm going to go with them. Nothing, anything significant to the team particularly, but uh, it was great to be there. And that, that's, that's what I'm going for. That's cool. That's cool. Um, sure, I'm going to go, I'll have two as well. And if you, if you all are, um, first one I'm going to say, and um, it's got to be Cole Anthony this year, it, that yeah. game against the Timberwolves, the fact that we, you know, they had a ball at the line and there was very little time and we didn't have any timeouts. We couldn't advance the ball. And the fact he just went for it um, and the degree of difficulty on that shot. Um, and let's be honest, none of us thought it was going to go in or we might have a shot at, you know, any sort of decent attempt. Uh, and then it went, in, went down and it's just the surprise of it all because we kind of earmarked that as a loss um, when uh, they went to the line. Uh, so that one, and then there was another one. It was a game I think Dennis Scott went a bit crazy. I think it was on Indiana, and I think he hit a, a corner three back in oh, I want to say '96. Chris might remember it, um, but yeah, I can't remember the exact game. I've just thought of that one now. So those two for me. We've had some good ones, haven't we? Even like Tobias Harris's dunk breakaway with a uh, heartless against the Thunder. That was pretty clever. That was a pretty special moment. Um, yeah. We've had some good ones down there. Yeah. Dwight Howard's dunk off the alley inbounds pass from Turk. San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. had some we've had some good highlights over the years. Yeah. Cool. Right. Uh, that moves us nicely along to our guest section. So we get to know Chris a little bit better. So what uh, Chris is your favourite all-time magic win so you might have mentioned that just two minutes ago but no 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 it wasn't that my favourite all-time magic win was game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals <clears throat> in 95 when we sent the Pacers pack. that was because we I think we got swept the year before by the Pacers in the first round yeah uh, we were going to the final we'd already ditched Jordan he was gone um, but yeah that that game was um that oh, was brilliant. It was my all-time favourite overall game, win, everything. Yeah. yeah. No, can't argue with that one. So, Chris, given a choice, mate, um, are you going? Are you watching dunks or are you wanting to watch threes? Oh, mate, I've had my fill of threes the last few years. I've had enough of threes. I like post players. It's my favourite. My favourite players to watch are post, like Hakeem Olajuwon and stuff like that. So I'll take dunks. Yeah, I'll take dunks over threes. Yeah, everybody's uh, now. Yeah, mate. So, who's who would you go for as the as the team's best dunker in the in the time? 
In-game dunker? Yeah, or go for it, yeah. Dunker? Overall dunker. Overall no, dunker, let's, let's, let's go where it means something in-game. Dwight, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, because he'd done it with, like, malice. It was it was malicious intent. On I can't remember what guy it was. I think it might have been Samuel D'Alembert. He took one. He got a shot from Dwight once. And he would just go up, and he was such a big guy, and he'd reach all the way back. Remember, he'd reach, like, all the way yeah. back and just wham. So, yeah, I would say in-game dunker. Do you remember the Celtics one where he reached right back behind him? Just, yeah. You like just, How did he even reach he, it? It was unreal. Yeah, there was that they one. Just stuffed it. There was another one. I think I think Nelson threw him in that alley-oop. Was it in Philadelphia? It was on Drew Holiday? And then there was... The, the next, that the might have been the one I was thinking of. And then they pan nope. to this young kid in the stand. It was like, man, what have I just seen? <laughs> Why did he do that? Yeah, that exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Dwight, in game, it was Dwight. He was just vicious. Yeah, in his prime, unbelievable. So, Chris, for those who don't know you, we've obviously known you for a little while on Twitter. And you've gone well, through your... time's up there, mate. You've gone through your share of Twitter <laughs> accounts, haven't you, over it's the years? It's getting really hard to come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, I tell you what it's difficult to come back they figure it out the last time I didn't do anything wrong and I was just gone oh like, what's this and it was because I changed my profile picture to myself it's like how did they figure that out gone now oh, I got some other thing yeah so the question is how many more Twitter accounts are you going to go through <laughs> oh mate probably many and how long I before can't... the Twitter police get you again <laughs> probably today but mate, I've got a severe lack of people skills. I can't deal with people. <laughs> I just get wound up. It's, it's funny because I'm there and I'll, I'll write something. Someone will write something back and I'm just off. I'm saying to myself, just relax, mate. Just calm down. <laughs> yeah, so it won't be long. I'll be gone. It's quality. Love it. <laughs> so, so It's not that you've so, got no people skills, mate. It's that you can't cope with idiots. That's true. Yeah, they've got no me skills. That's the problem. That's the one. That's the way to look at it. About. <laughs> Good stuff. So, out of this magic roster as we've got at the moment, so all the young players, which one are you most excited about? So, obviously, we've got Fultz and Isaac, and then a lot of the new guys that we've we've brought in this this season. Well, Fultz is my favourite player on the team right now, but it's really difficult to get excited about him or Isaac just because of the injury. I mean, Isaac especially is so injury prone, and you, you hate to say it, but I mean, he is. So Fultz would be my favourite player, but I, I think the excitement would be for Cole. And it's not even, again, it's not because of the player he is, it's just because of his attitude. He's got a winner's yeah. attitude. And eventually, winners win. And he will win. He, and he'll bring everybody up to that. And I, it's, it, it's, I think it's a matter of time. So Cole, Cole's your guy. Cole, so yeah, you, I would say Cole. So we've, we've obviously already talked a little bit about the draft. Who, yeah. Which, and you've already mentioned one player, is Mobley the one guy who you're really excited about? Is there anybody I, else that's, that you're really thinking, well, I think yeah, they're the I guy to go really for? it's really easy to get wrapped up in K just because everybody talks about him. And then he becomes, he's almost like a star before he's even in the league. You know what I mean? You get wrapped up in the name. It happened with Lonzo Ball, remember? He's going to be the next I was just about, yeah. And Mate, he's I was gone. just about to say that. Happened yeah. with Andrew yeah, Wiggins as well. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, mean? I, I remember when we were tanking, everyone changed their Twitter name. This was like eight Twitter accounts ago and they were all tanking for Wiggins. <laughs> and, and he's like, I mean, he's right, massively overpaid, but he's an average bloke. It's not like he's, he's not a bad player, but he's, he's not whatever. He's not set the league alight, has he? Exactly. No, he's not. So I think Mobley, oh man, he looked really good. And I don't follow college basketball. But if you watch his highlights and you watch 
people who have put up you know, reviews of him, he, he looks he looks good. I think he looks like the guy. Yeah, I think Mobley. And do you think he'll just fit in around what we've already got a lot better than, yeah, say, yeah, Green or yeah. Cunningham? Well, I, I mean, he looks good, but yeah, I think I think we need another big. I think we need I think we need another big. I think we need a five. I know Wendell's been great, but yeah, Mo, I'm not sold on Mo. I think we, Mobley would be the guy for me. Cool. I think no, you, I know. you mentioned. Sorry, G. Just no, coming back to what you said about just what you said about Mo. It's he's this last couple of games. He's started to look a little more improved again. I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm far from sold on him. I've been I've not been a fan since we drafted him. Um, there just seems to be a lack of natural play. He seems to overthink everything rather than just play with with his gut and he's yeah. seen but recently he seems to be getting back to just a little bit more of playing in the flow of the game and understanding the game um I, I'd, I'd love I'd love to see Mo actually prove prove me wrong I'd be more than happy yeah, yeah you know, I agree not, I mean I'm, his IQ for the game just doesn't sit and in fairness to Mo he's gone through a lot of stuff he's had, so he had no training camp no summer yep. I mean he's been injured a lot He's dealt with with COVID, and he's got these, these these natural gifts. And if he could just get it up here and switch on, but before the draft, there were people talking about him whether he's got a love for the game. I mean, that was before we drafted him. That was quite a prevalent kind of thing. Does Mo love the game? And he went on that LeBron James TV show, whatever it's called, and he was like, "Yeah, I love the game." And I question whether he really loves the game. He just looks I'd lost a lot success. of the time. He, does he? he, just, yeah. he yeah. looks lost yeah. when he's out on the floor at times. And you just think... And I think he stresses himself, doesn't he? Because once... I mean, I've played local league basketball. And I'm obviously a far apart from the NBA. But you do stress when you start making mistakes. And then they, they just seem to start rolling. And then once you, you've, you've got in your own head, you're done. You know what I mean? And I think the guy just gets in his own head too much. And he does play for a coach who doesn't, like he said, the guy doesn't take mistakes. You're going to make mistakes when you're out. Uh, now, Chris, I know you've got a big jersey collection and uh, you and I constantly talk when there's a, a new drop from Mitchell and Ness. But tell me, what are your favourite jerseys that you have of the Magic? Um, favourite designs or that mean yeah, something to me? whichever, mate, whichever. Well, the pinstripes are they're always going to be my favourite. I love the pinstripe. I actually hated the blue when it first came out. I really didn't like it. Um, and now it's my favourite of the three. I love it. But the, the ones that mean the most to me, I mean, I've still got my original champion ones. So I bought one of them's got the Penny Hardaway one's got paint on it and stuff like that. I love them. <laughs> but yeah, the, the pinstripes are my favourite. Although the stars are creeping up because I'm starting to yeah. miss them. I really want them to bring them back. You know, the more pictures I see, especially the white ones, I mean, we all want the white ones back. But yeah, yeah. I think we're up to the top. But the stars are they're getting there. How about the uh, the city ones? Any any that you prefer over maybe this year's over last year's or the I really space like ones? Last year's. I really like last year's. Um, yeah. But yeah, this I think this year's yeah this year's is my favourite. But I like the space ones. Though. I didn't like the second space one with the I think it just had strips down the side with the with the stars. Yeah. In them. yeah. The first one that was really nice, but. This year, I think this year's yeah, this year's my favourite. Talking yeah. about talking about jerseys, have you guys seen any of the WNBA jerseys? 
any of the designs no. that some of them have been coming out with. I'll tell you what, the NBA could uh, take a leaf out of some of their books because they've got some really nice designs on on some of the ones I've seen on Twitter lately. I was going to ask what yeah. the opinion was of the Orlando Magic Solar Bears one. That's wicked. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, they're only up for auction, aren't they? I'm I'm watching the auction, but uh, I'm not winning any at the moment. Oh, is that that still going? I've seen that you were Yes, it's until next Friday. So um, I've got time to convince myself (laughs) I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I've got to ask you, Chris. Least favourite team? The Lakers. Lakers, okay. The Lakers. And the Celtics, they're they're really close. Yeah. Any any reasons particularly, or can we obviously guess? Fan base. Fan Fan base. base. Nice. The fan base drive me mad. I mean, our fan base have become quite toxic, but the the Lakers, they're so entitled. Do you know what I mean? They get one or two bad years, but they're never going to be bad. They're always going to win championships. You know what I mean? But um, I I actually was quite a, a fan of the Lakers after Magic. They lost to the Sonics, I think, in round one of like ninth four. Felt really bad for them, but then they got Shaq, and I've never felt bad for them ever again. <laughs> Any favourite moments that we've had against them? Every single time we've beaten them. <laughs> you know what? The favourite, my favourite, was obviously Shaq's return because, and I'm not going to swear, but we we all read Shaq's lips in the in the pregame when he was telling everyone to shut the up. You remember that? And yeah. then we went out and sent him packing uh, with Nick and his wobbly wiggly dance it was wicked yeah it was great <laughs> quality man quality, quality. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff so uh, let's just have a little look at the week ahead and uh, get to some predictions so last week we went two and three uh, Paul went for three and two and Mikey and I went one and four so no one got it right so, so hey, mate, I thought I genuinely thought that we were going to get the Lakers as well we got very. We started to look close of taking that game. We did. We did. I know um, you. Te- you messaged to say I thought we were going to win that. I know. Well, it was all going so well, wasn't it? And then the fourth quarter happened. Yeah. So there we go. So I'm, so, I'm claiming a part moral victory. <laughs> that's fine, mate. That's fine. <laughs> it's not going to trouble the scorers, though. <laughs> 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 I never troubled the scoreboard you know. <laughs> so uh, for our next recording we've got three games so we're in Detroit uh, Monday night so that's a midnight tip for us uh, then we host the Boston Celtics uh, with our man Hank on the PA so that should be exciting uh, that is Wednesday night midnight tip and then we close the week off in Charlotte uh, so it's Friday night, but the game will be at 1am on the Saturday morning. So uh, predictions for those three games, Chris? I think we're going to beat Detroit and we're going to lose to Boston and I think we're going to beat the Hornets. Two and one. Two and one. Very optimistic. Yeah. Mikey? Uh, we're going to beat the Pistons and we're going to lose to the Celtics and lose to the Hornets. So I'm going one and two. Paul? Um, I do think we're going to beat the beat Pistons. I, I I just don't see us not having that spirit to go out and compete and and play play them really hard. Um, but like Mikey, unfortunately, I think that the other two are going to be losses. Hate saying it, 
I hate predicting a losing week. I think if Lamello wasn't back for the Hornets, I might have just edged us on that one. But yeah, even Boston think- haven't Boston haven't been good on the road this season either. No. So. Do you know what I mean, like we said, the way this team competes, like we almost threw the game away against the Cavs, but then we came back last night against the Grizzlies. You just think the way we play, I, I said this weeks ago, the way this team plays and the grit and the determination, we're going to stay in a lot of games. Um, but like we said last week, this is a competition. So <laughs> we all want to be right. Gee, are you wanting uh, Evan to come back and drop 60? Uh, no, because he plays for the Celtics and I hate the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you hate Evan now? Yeah. No. He changed no, his like name. He's a Celtic, mate. No. So you must hate him. <laughs> no, if we if we were to win a game this week, I'd rather it be the Celtics. But like what you guys think, I think we'll beat the Pistons. I think we'll probably be quite close with the Hornets as well. I don't think they're all that. Uh, but I'll go one and two for the week with a win against the Pistons. I think. That hangover is really bad today, isn't it, G? It yeah. is, yeah. You're normally yeah. quite quick with some of your comebacks, but you haven't got anything tonight. <laughs> you just let it wash over you. So yeah, you let exactly. it wash over you or you haven't realised it's hit you. <laughs> so I don't think we, I don't think we're going to get swept by anybody. I don't think we're going to get absolutely battered. Don't see no. that. No. Right. So it's time for magic trivia. Paul's favorite time of the week. So I have three. Um, oh, who man. am I? Um, and I'm going to do. I'm going to pick these for you guys. So I'll let Chris go first because I've got one which is bit more in his timeline of being a fan uh, and then so forth so clue number one I was drafted 10th overall in the 1987 NBA draft that just makes me sound really old (laughs) (laughs) it's time as a fan and then we mentioned just in the 80s You're not taking the elder statesman. The elder statesman mantle is mine. Just to make you feel a bit older, Chris, I was born in 87, so there we go. I was born in the 70s. (laughs) Yeah, well, I was in the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, clue number two. I'm a four-time NBA champion. So this guy has played for the Magic. Played for the Magic, four-time NBA champion. Um, Horace Grant, is it? No, it is Horace Grant. Well hey! done, got it on the second clue. Nice shot. All right. All so right. the third clue was uh, I had two tenures in Orlando. The fourth clue was I had career averages of eleven point two points, eight point one rebounds, and the last clue was I wore goggles and the number fifty four. <laughs> Mate, if it took so, that for me to get yeah. it. That's enough, right? I'd have to switch it off and go. Terrible. Well, I was going to put in um, the university, Clemson, but I thought that would you'd have got that. I think. I got that one. So, so what's going next, Paul or Mikey? Well, it's going downhill, whichever way. I'm going to say, yeah, you may as well finish with the Lord Mayor, after the Lord Mayor's parade with me, because I'll need all the help I can get every week. All right, let's go with you, Paul. Let's go with you. Okay, oh, clue dear. number one. Okay. I was born in Cookville, Tennessee. On June 24th, 1986. Yeah, we'll move on. Okay. 
Clue number two. This is my 15th NBA season. So he's currently an active player. Is it somebody who's with us or has been with us, mate? He has been with the Magic at some point in his career. What year was he born? 1986. On his 15th season in the NBA. Next clue. Yeah, go on, mate. DJ's 87. Born 87. Okay. Um, Whilst in the NBA... I've worn the following jersey numbers while playing for six different franchises. So he's worn the numbers four, five, seven, or 17. Mate, you know I'm crap at this. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I played college for the Duke Blue Devils. Never going to help me. No. No. You might. Okay. Okay. No, I don't, I've got no idea on college basketball, mate. I don't even. I, I, I have to look at. I've got to look at something for this draft side of things. I've got no idea on college. I don't actually <laughs> understand why, when it comes to commentary, they keep mentioning these things. It just pushes over me. <laughs> yeah, and the last clue: he was drafted 11th overall by the Magic in the 2006 NBA draft, war number seven. His tenure with the Magic. No, mate. And he, he's, throw, he's a fan favourite. Yeah, I'll throw one more in there. Sabrina. It's one of Sabrina's favourites. Oh, is it JJ then? It is JJ Reddick. Okay. Well done. Okay. Right, yeah, mate, Michael. Not a chance. Come on, then, Gary. Let's go. <laughs> go on then. Uh, clue one. I was drafted 35th overall in a 2007 NBA draft. No. Nope. Two, I attended Louisiana State University. So LSU. Play for the Magic. 35th to play for LSU. Yeah. Go next. There's a a bit of a tedious link of this one. Um, I played for the Magic between 2011 and 2014. Oh, man. I hate this. My mind just goes blank. <laughs> See, this is where I'm, I'm so pleased that somebody else struggles with this. Airhead at this time. Um, no, go on. No, I played the power forward position. I'm not doing very well at this. Go on. Last one. I wore number 11 for the Magic and the Celtics. Oh, oh no. Now I know why you're... <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell this story? Go on, then. Right, you can before, before I give you the answer, Chris, have you got any jerseys that you've bought before that you regret buying? Oh, yes, mate. Go on, then. What's your top one? The worst one? Well, it's not even a magic one. I bought a Kobe Bryant Lakers jersey. <laughs> yeah. It's devastated, mate. I don't even know why I've done it. It was in town. We don't, they don't sell them around. It was like, it's an NBA jersey. i got to buy it. <laughs> I bought it. Yeah. Terrible. Well, my, well, mine's uh, Big Baby Davis, so that's the answer to that question. Yeah. But I soon, I soon sold it when I saw the light, G, didn't I? You did. You did. <laughs> in fairness to you, get it. We out keep of ribbing you every time we see a Big Baby Davis um, jersey on eBay. I send it to Mikey. I'm like, do you want another one? <laughs> Mate, that that yeah. was, that's probably the worst jersey I've ever bought. <laughs> By a million miles. 
A moment of weakness. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it that a stupidity, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks for tuning in. Please remember to follow all our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, remember to visit orlandomagicuk.com for all our articles, game previews, and everything else magic-related. Uh, if you're looking to buy some Magic merchandise, please use our affiliate links and remember to use Magic UK 10 for a 10% discount. Thank you to Chris for coming on this week. Hope you had fun, Thank mate. You boys. Yeah, appreciate it. It was, it was a good time. Been good, mate. I enjoyed you. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So until next time, go Magic.